And good evening, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I'm your host, as always, Tony Defio, and I thank you for joining me on this lovely, cool, crisp, or just cold, really, winter evening in, it's not winter yet, it's still fall, but it's December, so it might as well be winter. I mean, who are we kidding? You know, it's as soon as it changes to, to December, it's winter. Is it winter? Ah, I don't know. Anyway, I uh, thank you for joining me. And before I continue, I would like to please ask you to subscribe and like our our YouTube channel. We bring you live shows each and every day and night. We have this show. We have The Hangover. We have The Scobro Show. We have Know Your Enemy, Touchdown Under, Previews, Post Game Show. We have everything you need. And we also are live on Facebook with all those shows. And you're, if, you, if you're on Facebook right now, you know that. And you're probably saying, hey, what's this guy's problem? He always comes on every Friday. That's because I'm live every Friday on uh, the Friday Night Six Pack. And if you, if you miss any of our shows live, you can always catch them after the fact in audio form. And you can catch them on any audio platform of your choosing. I personally love iHeartRadio. We can catch them anywhere. Any place you listen to podcasts, you can find Behind the Still Curtains podcast platform. Please check it out. You will not be sorry. And, of course, check out our audio-only shows, including From the Cutting Room Floor with Jeffrey Benedict, The Live Mic with Michael Beck, Let's Ride, the very popular Let's Ride with Jeff Hartman, the senior editor of Behind the Still Curtain, Stat Geek, what you're talking about, so much stuff, so much great stuff. The War Room with Maddie Peverall and uh, Chris Pugh. Uh, there's so many different people on, on our podcasting team right now, and it's it's growing uh, each and every week. We're, we're, we're setting records. It's a uh, I'm very proud of of our uh, our platform, and of course. There's many people that, that are, are to thank for that. Many people responsible for that. Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, Michael Beck, Shannon White, Jeffrey Benedict. Uh, so many people. The, 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 the fellas from the mates from Australia, Manny Peverall, Mark Davidson. So many people. But the manager of, of the podcasting team is Brian Anthony Davis. And... Next time you see Brian, wish him a happy birthday. Friday's his birthday. He's celebrating along with Andy Grammer, who I think I think he's a big, very big Andy Grammer fan. Maybe that's me. Anyway, Brian turns <laughs> today, so whenever he's on next time, uh, just wish him a happy birthday. He's a great guy. He works really hard uh, for behind the steel curtain, especially with the uh, with the podcast. So it's a special day. So give him a shout out. And before I continue, I just wanted to check on the live chats. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. No, no, no. That's not true. I have more I want to say before I get to that. My script. So I have to write this stuff down. No. Please check out Behind the Curtain, the website. We bring you news, commentary, film breakdown. Anytime there's any big news involving the Steelers, anytime there's a transaction, anytime there's a trade, which is the transaction, redundant. Uh, we're, we're here to bring it to you. I think it's it's, it's the the greatest Steelers site on the, on the uh, internet. So please check it out. It's your one stop shop for all your Steelers needs. Now, it's on to the live chat. 
And I didn't see this ahead of time. Who was the first one in? It was Kathy Ford. Kathy Ford. I mean, you talk about a legend. She was the first one in, and she says, Hey, fam, hope Tony's as optimistic as Jeffrey was. Well, mm. anyway, Brian Brown is here. Sailor Chick 46. George Teston, Sailor's Pittsburgh. Brad Jewett. Buck Dancer. I love that name. Clarence Washington. And that's it for now. I think I got everybody. So thank you all for joining me on this, again, this BTSD. Oh, Brian. He's, uh, I, I have to pull this up. I I almost in- introduced BTSC Steelers Radio, but that's my, that's Brian. He says, thanks, Tony. I think it's, I think it's Brian. I think it's Brian. Or maybe it's Dave. If it's Dave, that's weird. But it's probably Brian wishing, uh, or, or saying thanks for me wishing him a happy, that means he's watching. Now I'm nervous. Whew. I have to uh, really put on a good show, but I've been in training all week for my new job, so I'm, I'm used to being being uh, judged. Now nah, it's been a fun experience. So let's talk about let's talk about last Sunday's game. I always like to start off with with a uh, sort of a review of, of the most recent Steelers game, and uh, wow. What a game that was. It certainly went against everything I thought it would it would be. I thought the Steelers would win an ugly 20 to 10, 2016 kind of game. But uh it was ugly, all right. But the uh Bengals were looking pretty darn uh cute out there as they stomped all over the Steelers 41 to 10 at Paul Brown Stadium. And I mean, it was never really a game. I mean, it was Seven nothing. The, the Bengals uh, marched right down the field on the first drive, and Joe Burrow took it in himself to make it seven nothing. And it was all Cincinnati from there. It was twenty four to three before you knew it. It looked like the Steelers might get back in it before the half when Mika Fitzpatrick picked off a uh, Joe Burrow pass as they were looking to, to score again. And one play later, Big Ben was picked off by. Guess who? Mike Hilton, who took it all the way for a touchdown. And it was 31-3, and it was game over. And the only question in the second half is, would Ben Roethlisberger exit the game early? And no, he didn't. By the way, I don't know what that is about Ben. Uh, you know, he, he's left several games early during blowout wins, but he, I don't think he's ever left during a blowout loss. I don't know what that is because I'd want to get out of there. If you're down, ultimately they were down 41 to three before they scored the uh, garbage touchdown uh, by Pat Fryer. which actually was a good play. <laughs> I think he did a great job of uh, keeping his feet in balance and showing that great athleticism and, and potential uh, that he's shown all season. But I mean, it was the most anticlimactic touchdown there was, but Ben stayed in it the whole game. I don't, again, I don't know why, but at least he didn't get hurt. Um, but moving forward, um, actually, no, I'm going to keep talking about, about last week's game. And I think the NFL has found a uh, found the Steelers' weakness, and that's at least on defense, and that's uh, uh, trying to stop the run, and, and they haven't been able to do that for the past three games. And if you go back to the Seattle game, it's been a it's been a, a a problem for gosh going on six weeks, five, six weeks now, with the exception of Cleveland and, and 
I don't know what was going on with them. Uh, the Steelers have not been able to, to stop the run for the longest time. Uh, there's no Tyson Alou There's no stuff on to it. It's basically just Cam Hayward and really a bunch of backup players because that's what the defensive line consists of. And the shame of that is I think the line, or I thought that the defensive line was the team's biggest strength heading into the year with obviously Hayward and, 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 and to it and Alulu having a change of heart and, and, and re-signing with them last spring, you know, and, you know, you like that depth, or at least the potential, uh, you know, when you're talking about Isaiah Bugs and Carlos Davis and of course, nobody knew about Loudermilk back then, but he's shown some potential and Henry Mondo. And of course, Chris Wormley is a, a really, you know, I always leave him out, but he's, he's a solid veteran. He does a nice job, but you know, really, he's somebody who, in, in in the perfect world, he should he should be their top backup, right? I mean, it should be to it Hayward, Alulu, and Chris Wormley as your as your top backup. You know, he, he could play a little nose tackle, even though he's a little on on the small side for that, and he could play defensive end. But you know, he should not be starting really in an ideal world. And if he is starting, you know. In an ideal world, he's starting alongside Hayward and Tuit or Hayward and Alulu or whatever, some combination. He should not be starting with Hayward and Isaiah Pugs or whoever. So it's been a, a real problem. And, 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 you know, teams are are just exploiting that week in and week out. And, you know, you combine that with all the other injuries. TJ Watt's been, for the numbers he's put up this year, and he's, at, what, 12 and a half, 13 sacks now. I think he's still at 12 and a half. You know, he's missed a couple of games with injury. He's now on the COVID list. So, you know, they might not have him again this Sunday. Devin Bush has been MIA all year, really, even though he's he's only missed, what, one game with an injury. He's still not – whether it's the knee injury or not from last year, the ACL, he's he's not producing. Uh, Joe Schobert's been kind of just there, you know – Hayden's out again. He's missed several games this year with an injury. Uh, so it's just been a, for as good as this defense is, as talented as it is, it's just been so depleted with every, with, with injuries and compromised with, you know, the COVID thing. And of course, lack of production. So, uh, you know, it makes you wonder what the Ravens are going to be able to do this week, but I'll get I'll, more on that later. But, uh, as far as last last Sunday's loss, you know, forty one ten losses happen. They don't happen very often, ideally, if you're a, if you're a decent team, but they do happen. Uh, the Steelers lost by thirty one points five years ago uh, against the Eagles. Carson Wentz, week three, they had no answers for for the Eagles in that game, and yet Pittsburgh, at the end of the year, they found themselves in the AFC Championship game. So, I mean, you know, a, a, a 41-3 loss is, or 41-10 loss is not the end of the world in most cases. But when you combine that with everything else that's going on with the team, with the, again, with all the injuries and, and you know, the struggles with the offense, you know, they're starting so many, so many new guys. And again, I mean, you know, big picture, I'm excited, obviously, about Najee Harris and Fryermuth and. Even even the young linemen, 
Dan Moore and 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 uh, Kendrick Green, the rookies, and of course you throw Kevin Dotson in there. I'm really excited about the the potential of the line, the future of the line. It's just not they're not ready yet. You know, I think Dotson is their best lineman, but he missed last week and he might he's not going to be back for a while. So, you know, when you when you view that 41 to 10 loss in that way, it's it's really discouraging because you know it, it's it's it came on the heels of the the uh heartbreaking loss to the Chargers on Sunday night football, a game that the Steelers were again dealing with a lot of injuries on defense specifically. Yet they they found a way to battle back for, after being down by 17 points, and they just needed one stop on defense to win, and they couldn't do it. The week before that, Ben was out with the, um, you know, he was on the COVID uh, COVID list. He did, he missed that game. TJ Watt left in the second half with an injury, and it was a tie. So, you, you know, when you, when you lose the way they did this past Sunday. It makes you wonder, is our thing starting to uh, implode for them? You know, because let's face it, we're all human beings, right? I don't care how good you are. I don't care how, you know, you could talk about the standard being the standard. You can, you know, use all these T-shirt sayings. But at the end of the day, we're all human and we're all susceptible to just saying, you know what? It's, it's not our year. So you, you, you wonder if they have what it takes to, to rebound from this and maybe they might have the, the right attitude despite, you know, some things that, you know, Chase Clee pulling the, the bad optics, if you will, with the saying that he wanted uh, to have music at practice to make it more fun. Despite that, maybe they do have the right attitude, uh, but may, maybe they, they just don't have the horses. You know, sometimes you don't have the people to, to do it. So I'm wondering about that. You know, when you, uh, you know, when you, when you suffer two, not, the, not defeats, but heartbreaking games back to back, and then it's followed up by a, just a thrashing by a, a team in the Bengals who you just owned for years. And of course it doesn't matter now that they owned them for years because the Bengals, I think are a great young and talented team and they might be the best team in, in a division but you're kind of used to the Bengals being that team that was a get right team, right? Okay. You're having problems. Uh, well, they're playing the Bengals. They could, they could kind of work through things and learn from things and learn some things while earning a W in the process. Well, it's not been that way anymore. It's clear that the Bengals are a better football team than the Steelers. Not just because of last Sunday, because of the last three times that they played, the Bengals have, have dominated them every single time. There's no other way to say it. It was more reflective in this most recent score. But if you if you remember week three at Heinz Field, the, the Bengals just dominated from beginning to end. And same thing last December in Cincinnati. Uh, they just, the score didn't reflect it. It was like 26-15 or whatever. It didn't seem like a, a dominant performance by the Bengals but it, it really was if you if you watch the game so it just makes you wonder where the Steelers are right now in the pecking order you know of the AFC North and um you know there are a lot of people that spent a lot of emotional equity 
this past week talking about the Steeler way and the tradition and the pride uh, guys like obviously Ryan Clark, the most vocal saying nobody, nobody's afraid of them anymore. They're, they're not physical. Um, Arthur Motes got in on it talking about uh, Devin Bush specifically and, and, and the effort he's putting forth uh, according, according to the Motes and, and, and the, the film that he studied, the tape that he studied, Bush is not putting any effort. And it's one thing for people like me to say it, the fans, we always, I mean, how can you quantify effort? You know, but if you're an expert, if you're a former player, maybe you can look at it and say, hmm, I don't think this guy's putting putting in the effort. So Arthur Motes, of course, Rocky Blyer on his podcast, he he put the team on blast. Um, who am I missing? There were more. Uh, Chris Hoke, critical of them. I mean, just and, and, and a lot of these guys, you know, when you're talking about Ryan Clark, when you're talking about Troy, you know, Troy Polamalu, he didn't say anything, but people have been uh, replaying his Hall of Fame speech and what it means to be a Steeler and the pride that, it, that you should take in that. And, and you know, Chris Hoke was on, he was on Super Bowl winners. Ryan Clark, of course, was. Um, so, you know, Rocky Pryor, <laughs> four-time Super Bowl champ, Vietnam veterans. I mean, he, he, he knows what it takes to win and, and to be resilient. So these guys know what you're talking about. But the only problem with all that is, it's like I mentioned earlier in the show, maybe they just don't have it. You know, it's one, you know, it, it's great to say next man up and the standard is the standard. And people always say that. But if that were really true, you know, if, if I always forget the guy's name, if, if, Tunska can replace TJ Watt or Taco Charlton, who's a more pedigree, higher pedigree player. If he could replace TJ Watt, then TJ Watt would have no leverage in contract negotiations. So, you know, the whole next man up and standard to standard, that's, it's a great thing to say, but it's not realistic in the vast majority of the cases. So when you're dealing with all that you're dealing with, um, it's, it's easy for these guys from the outside to say, Oh, you're not physical enough. You're not taking things seriously. Uh, you don't care. It, it, you know, you don't care about tradition about the past. And, and yes, when, when people like Chase Claypool were saying, Oh, they should play music at practice and make it more fun. That doesn't look good, but I'm pretty sure they're taking, they're, they're, they're trying to rectify these things. I'm pretty sure Mike Tomlin is trying to, fix these problems. I mean, he's, uh, he's, you know, one of the better coaches in the NFL for a reason, you know, so, and, and the Steelers themselves, they know what their, what their standards are as an organization. Art the second knows Kevin Colbert knows, obviously Tomlin knows they know. So they're not just half bleeping it throughout the week. They're trying to fix these problems. You know, there's a lot at stake. There's a lot of money involved, but it just doesn't seem like they have the horses to get it done. You know, uh, I, I remember when in the mid eighties, I think it was 1985, Dwight White, the late great Dwight White, member of the steel curtain defensive line from the 1970s, him saying that the, the uh, defense was soft and cheesy. Well, yeah, it was soft and cheesy because you didn't have Jack Lambert and mean Joe and Mel Blunt uh, out there. Uh, and you yourself, uh, 
Dwight White. You didn't have those guys out there, uh, you know, playing each and every week. You had, you know, I mean, guys like Gary Dunn were okay. Keith Willis, I've always been a big fan. Uh, but you had, you know, people like um, Lupe Sanchez and, you know, players of that ilk back there. Rick Woods. He was a decent enough player, but he wasn't a, he wasn't Mel Blunt. He wasn't even Mike Wagner. So, you know, it, it's just, it, it, it comes down, at the end of the day, it comes down to a, a lack of talent, in my opinion. When, when, when you're dealing with the Steelers' problems, or you're talking about their problems anyway, I should say, you're talking about a lack of personnel. You know, it's like I always go back to Ray Gibson from the movie Life. Ain't nobody got no talent. That's what you're dealing with, a lack of talent. When he, when, when, when Martin Lawrence's character was trying to to uh, coach coach up the uh, the prison uh, baseball team, they didn't have a, they didn't have any talent. That's why they couldn't they couldn't win that that roasted pig every year. So, not not to mention a movie you probably thought I wasn't gonna I was ever gonna mention, but that's what it is. You know, people keep talking about oh the Steelers depth. What's wrong with their depth? It's not what's wrong with their depth. It's what's wrong with their starters. And their starters are, are either injured or on the COVID list. So many of them anyway. That's what the d- issue is. It's not the the depth. Everybody has in, in today's NFL has, has a questionable depth. That's just the way the NFL is now with uh, free agency and with the salary cap and these quarterbacks taking up so much of, uh, of, of the cap space. It's hard to have quality depth that, most positions, maybe a few positions, you might be able to to have that. But most positions, you're going to have you're going to have a taco replacing a a NFL Player of the Year candidate. That's just how it is, you know. Talk people talk about Taco Tuesday when they talk about Taco Charlton. It's probably best for the Steelers if his. His, uh, the majority of his action takes place on a Tuesday in practice and not on Sunday afternoon in place of TJ Watt. That, it's not good for business. So, On that note, at the 22.42 mark, I will say goodbye to part one of tonight's show. If you're watching me on, live on YouTube or Facebook, don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. If you're listening to me on an audio platform, Please uh, download part two. I thank you for downloading part one, but please download part two of this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. Mm-hmm.